Hello, and welcome to Right Now with Ralph Martin, a podcast where author, speaker, and worldwide renewal leader, Dr. Ralph Martin, shares what the Holy Spirit is stirring up in the church right now, words of encouragement from the Lord to strengthen you for such a time as this. We are glad you can be with us this week as we seek to encourage you for this moment in history. And now, your host, Ralph Martin. Hello, brothers and sisters. Anybody who's heard me give a talk, maybe recently or even in the last year or two, has heard me sometimes talk about Luke chapter 2 and uh, the amazing prophetic word that Simeon speaks to Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And it, it, it's, it's so revelatory. It, it so unfolds the, the encounter with Jesus and the, the conflict that the encounter with Jesus kind of sets up in our hearts and all our hearts. So I want to read it and comment on it. Simeon then took the baby Jesus in his arms and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign that's spoken against. Some translations say a sign of contradiction. And a sword will also pierce through your own soul. That is such a deep, deep wound, such a deep, deep sorrow the participation of Mary in the rejection of Jesus and the torture of Jesus and the crucifixion of Jesus, standing there seeing your son tortured, bleeding, nailed. And then Simeon goes on to say, the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. So this is pretty amazing what's said here that Jesus is going to be a sign of contradiction. He's going to be the occasion for the rise and the fall of many in Israel. And Mary's going to share in a very profound way in the sacrificial death of Jesus. And then the reflections, the thoughts of hearts are going to be revealed. Now, this is true not just for all the encounters with Jesus that we see in the scripture. We see that Jesus is not always accepted. In fact, he's often rejected. We see that some believe and repent and some don't. We see that some uh, react in, in, in hostility to Jesus because they don't want the secrets of their hearts revealed, or when the secrets of their hearts are revealed, they prefer the secrets of their hearts, they receive, they prefer the darkness rather than the light that God is bringing to them. Now, this is a ongoing revealed truth that's really important for us. We see the same thing in John chapter 3. It's that famous passage about God so loves the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish. That's the fall. That's the fall of those in Israel. Some are going to perish, but have eternal life. That's the rising of those in Israel. But it's also the same for us. It's our rising. It's our falling, depending on our response to Jesus. Then it goes on to say, 
For God sent the Son into the world not to condemn the world, but the world might be saved through him. The Lord doesn't want anybody to fall. He doesn't want anybody to perish. But if we don't accept the light that shines into our darkness and allow it to heal us and bring us to repentance and surrender, we're in danger of perishing. He who believes in him is not condemned. He who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world and people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest this deed should be exposed. But he who does what is true comes to the light, that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been wrought in God. So, wow, you know, when we encounter the light of God's Holy Spirit shining into our soul, the objectivity of the truth that his word speaks, which is sometimes so contrary to our natural inclinations and so shocking in many ways, we have a decision to make. Are we going to receive the word and ask God to have mercy on us and mold us in his image and dispel the darkness in us that resists the word or not? Now, there's another passage in Hebrews chapter 4, which talks about how very precise is the word of God. The word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. You know, the prophet Jeremiah says the the human heart is hopelessly corrupt. Who can fathom it? Well, the Word of God can fathom it. The Word of God comes into our heart with its twisted things, with its dark things, with its lack of true perception of things, with its clinging to darkness, and shines light on those deceptions, shines light on those inordinate desires. No creature is concealed from him, but everything is naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must render an account. One more passage I'd like to read. It's in uh, first the letter of John, and it's chapter 3, and it starts with verse 11, and this is what it says. For this is the message which you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another and not be like Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own deeds were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not wonder, brethren, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brethren. He who does not love remains in death. So this is really uh, another insight into the human heart. Cain was jealous of Abel. Cain let that jealousy and envy turn into hatred, turn into murder. And of course, people who yield to those disordered desires and turn into hatred are 
children of the devil. You know, Jesus said the Satan is the liar and the father of lies and a murderer from the beginning. So we need to expect to be confronted by the Word of God. We need to expect that disordered desires will be revealed. What kind of disordered desires? What kind of secret thoughts? What kind of darkness could we be clinging to? There's so many lists in Scripture. 1 Corinthians 6, Galatians 5, Ephesians 5, Revelation 22. So many lists of things that block us from the kingdom of God. And there's so much wisdom in the writings of the saints. And St. John Paul II, in his vision statement for the new millennium, said that as we open ourselves to the wisdom of the saints, as we open ourselves to the light of God's word and the wisdom of the church, we're going to discover that we're called to profound, deep Trinitarian union. He says, even to the point of being completely possessed by the divine beloved, completely under the lordship of Christ, that he says, vibrating at the touch of the Spirit, great sensitivity to, great responsiveness to the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, and resting feelingly on the heart of the Father. He's talking about really deep, profound Trinitarian union. And the way we get to that deep, profound Trinitarian union is allowing the light of God, his word, his Holy Spirit to shine on dark parts of our life. And rather than fleeing from that light that is coming to us, rather than reacting against it with hostility, rather than disbelieving it, rather than hating it, we need to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I accept the pain. I accept the two-edged sword cutting through things that need to be cut through. I, I, I accept the correction. I, I, I accept the conviction. I accept the surgery you want to do in my soul and cut me loose from things I'm clinging to that are keeping me from you that will actually never satisfy me. So your cutting sword, your cutting word is your mercy. It's your love trying to free us up to be more and more filled with all the fullness of God. And I, I think of uh, St. Therese of Lisieux, and how she wrote in Story of a Soul, she only has about three months to live. Uh, she's only has one half of one lung still working, gangrene setting in, and, and somebody corrects her for an impatient remark. Now, if we were in that kind of situation and somebody corrected us for an impatient remark, we might be tempted to respond and react, saying, well, this is nothing compared to your faults. Or, don't you understand why, why I'm having an impatient remark or the pain I'm going through, the suffering I'm going? Uh, making excuses, rationalizing, attacking, basically not receiving the word that desires to cut us loose from either a big sin or a little fault or quote, an innocent attachment that nevertheless is taking up room in our soul that God wants to fill himself. Well, how did Therese respond? She said, oh, good, another fault that I can bring to the mercy of Christ. 
So Therese didn't rationalize her fault. She didn't attack the person who pointed it out. She didn't justify herself. She didn't, she didn't evade the word of correction that came through that sister. And we need to ask God for the grace to do the same thing. First of all, we need to tell the Lord we really do want Trinitarian union. Now, this is a very bold prayer. They say, Lord, I really want to be totally possessed by the divine beloved, your son Jesus. Yes, I want to be completely under his rule and reign, completely under his lordship. Yes, Lord, I want to totally vibrate at the touch of your spirit. I want to be obedient to your inspirations. And yes, I want to rest my heart in a filial act of surrender on the heart of the Father. I want to turn my whole life over to love, to trust, to a commitment to repent and believe when I'm convicted of sin or faults. What a, what a blessing that God's calling us to this union. What a, what a blessing that God's calling to this level of holiness and he is. You know, and uh, Novo Millennium Inhiote, the document that John Paul II wrote, where I just quoted from it, about Trinitarian Union, uh, I think it's section 31 or 32, if you want to look it up. He's saying this is for everybody. This is what the Holy Spirit is urging the whole church to say yes to, to love the light and hate the darkness, rather than loving the darkness and hating the light. The light's here to save us. The light's here to love us. God's word is here to shake us into reality, to shake us into salvation. Jesus indeed is a sign of contradiction. May we not fall but rise as we encounter this Jesus, the real Jesus. Amen. This podcast is brought to you by Renewal Ministries, part of the Renewal Podcast Network. If you are enjoying this podcast, we invite you to help us spread the word by leaving us a rating or review, following or subscribing to this podcast, or sharing on social media. Until next time, this is Right Now with Ralph Martin.